This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 7th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. The current public discussion over what are commonly referred to as vaping-related illnesses and deaths, as far as we know today, are really referring to products that are overwhelmingly prohibited. That is, the stuff you buy at the convenience store is very likely not implicated in the dramatic stories of serious injury and death. Cato's Jeff Singer comments. In the public discussions about uh, vaping, uh, nicotine products, and the these deaths that are being called vaping-related deaths, and uh, at first blush, that seems pretty reasonable. Uh, but once you dig into uh, the facts of these cases, it seems like these vaping deaths are being caused by uh, knockoff, illegal, uh, THC-based uh, vaping products. Is that fair? That is absolutely fair. In fact, the first thing that came to my mind when I heard uh, about what was causing this cluster of what they call vaping-associated pulmonary illnesses and some of these vaping deaths, first thing that came to my mind when I learned about it was, well, that's what prohibition does. But And I expected to hear something about that when I turned on the news, but instead I just heard rants against vaping. And I was, I felt like I was, uh, you know, in, in Alice in Wonderland because it, it, it kind of, there was no connection between the two. It made no sense to me at all. Here you have a situation where for about 10 years now, actually since 2007, vaping has been around in this country. Uh, the last estimate in 2018 was there 11 million vapors. Since 2016, it's been illegal to sell any vaping materials to anybody under 18. So we hear about uh, uh, 800 people, let's say, out of 11 million who suddenly, just within recent weeks, present with these illnesses. They tend to be on the young end of the spectrum. And we find that virtually every case involves uh, vaping materials obtained on the black market because Either uh, an under 18 person wanted to obtain vaping material and couldn't, so they got on the black market, or they were m making their own concoctions with uh, cannabis and THC. And when you make it on your own, you know, you got to be careful about what the solvents are and the ingredients are because you could do something harmful to yourself. So that, that seems to be responsible for everything. So the, so the, the cause of all these vaping illnesses is the black market, is prohibition. So what's the solution? Let's make it even more prohibited. It makes no sense to me. I can understand if it was the queen of hearts, let's say, but in, the, in Alice in Wonderland, but I can't understand it in our country. And, and the press is being so irresponsible because they're not pointing this out. So here we have strong evidence that uh, vaping is an extremely effective harm reduction tool to get people off of tobacco and onto something much less harmful to the lungs. Uh, many people may not be aware, but what makes tobacco smoking addictive is nicotine that's in the tobacco smoke. But that's, aside from the nicotine making it addictive, it's the rest of the elements of the tobacco smoke that cause all the harm, the, the lung cancer, lung disease, cardiovascular problems, et cetera. So, um, the nicotine all by itself is actually relatively harmless. It's a stimulant. It's sort of like caffeine. Uh, 
Um, sure, in, in high enough doses, you can get nicotine toxicity, but you can get toxicity from virtually any drug in high enough doses. You can even get toxicity from too much water, actually. I'm not making this up. So um, we have all these uh, hysterical people saying, I don't want my young boy addicted to nicotine. Well, first of all, I could think of a lot worse things to be addicted to than nicotine. But medically speaking, um, uh, it is such an effective tool to get off of tobacco that in the in England, in the UK, the National Health Service is actually encouraging uh, it, its primary care doctors to hand out brochures and encourage their patients who smoke to switch to vaping. And Public Health England uh, con considers vaping 95%, those are their words, 95% safer than tobacco smoke, and is also deemed nicotine as a relatively harmless drug. Uh, not completely without risks, but compared to all the other things out there, relatively harmless. And then what, what makes it even, because the, the, the people in the policy world recognize that tobacco, that uh, vaping is useful to get people off of tobacco, they decided to ban only flavored vaping. Um, and the, re the reason for that is that the young people seem to prefer flavored vaping over tobacco flavored vaping. Well, but we already know they're not allowed to buy any kind of vaping if they're under the age of 18. So any flavored vaping they're obtaining, they're obtaining through the black market. And when you get bootleg vaping material, you don't necessarily know what's what it's made with. So it's the fact that they're going to the black market that is causing this harm. It's not the flavored vaping. With respect to uh, flavored vaping, uh, is there any evidence out there about uh, how useful that is to people who are trying to quit smoking cigarettes? That's what makes it even uh, more upsetting to me to learn this because uh, a number of surveys have found that the majority of people who are tobacco smokers who get off of tobacco and onto vaping prefer the flavored kinds, not the tobacco flavored kinds. In fact, that's what they use. Upwards of 92 to 96% of people who say, I quit smoking tobacco by vaping use the flavored types. So we're basically, our solution to the harms that are created by prohibition are to deny a, a very helpful harm reduction tool to adults who are legally vaping. There's absolutely no logic to this at all. But what we could expect is two things. We could expect that a lot of smokers uh, who would have quit, well, actually three things. A lot of smokers would have quit won't because the vaping is less available to them. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, vapors may actually go back to smoking. There have been some reports already in, in the press that because of all the scare that's been created in the media, a lot of vapors have given up vaping and gone back to tobacco smoke. And then meanwhile, the uh, kids who are getting vaping in a black market, they're still going to be able to get their vaping in a black market. But we can now be assured that 100% of the flavored vaping they get on a black market is going to be bootlegged flavored vaping because legally produced flavored vaping will be banned. So we're just going to drive up the illness rate and possibly the death rate from vaping and drive up the smoking rate and the harmful effects from that. Dr. Jeff Singer is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 